welcome to Soulful Sessions, the show that creates a space for people to chat openly about spirituality, personal growth and share their life experiences. We care about allowing people to open up authentically and share their soul. I hope you'll join me on this journey of bringing authentic and conscious content to the world through the voice of my incredible guests. If you love our stuff, remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit us up at SoulfulBod on Instagram. So today we've got on the show Nicole and Brocchio. Nice to see you, Nicole. Hey. Nice to see you too. I'm so excited to be here. Cool. Do you want to give um, our guests a little introduction about yourself, what it is you do? Yeah, sure. So I am a tech-savvy MBA business consultant, yoga teacher, and Reiki practitioner who merges logic and instinct for both entrepreneurs and people who are looking to find wholeness and, you know, fill that void that they feel in the the background of their lives. I'm definitely sure that a lot of people can resonate with that feeling that void so I think that's great industry to like move into for yourself and can you just give us an overview of like what it what it is in terms of merging logic and instinct like what that means to you and you know what that sort of you want to communicate that across to your clients yeah so it's a, it's a great question and it's something that I think I still work personally with all the time I think I started my own podcast called merging logic and instinct because I felt this strong urge to connect these two seemingly opposite things. For me, that means I'm a very data-driven, analytical, type A. I do data analyses and I code. But then on the other hand, I'm a yoga teacher and a Reiki practitioner and diving into all these intuitive practices and really started honing in on that. And I always felt that I was like living two separate lives in terms of like showing up to my full-time job and diving to spreadsheets and, and doing all this data work. And then on the other hand, I would go teach a yoga class and bring like really tap into all that I am and all these more intuitive practices. And I was like, I can't keep living in this dual world that I am. So that really prompted me to kind of just start exploring this idea of merging these two things. And when I say merging, it's really just bringing in every aspect of yourself. And for me, that means, you know, I could still be that data-driven, logical person, but also not be afraid to show up and integrate some of those things from the the intuition, like when I get a gut feeling, I follow it. Or when I feel like something is off, take that into consideration and move forward with weighing both sides. That's something that a lot of people who maybe embark on, you know, a personal growth or spiritual journey, they have trouble with doing that. And they think that they they need to get rid of one part of themselves or another part of themselves. And what was it that made you realize that you could actually, you know, integrate these two parts? Yeah. So I think when I started to start my own business and I was thinking about like what that looked like, what it was, I really kind of just came to this conclusion of why can't these things intertwine? And that, that point for me was thinking about like who my ideal client was. I had my MBA and I went through all of these classes where it's like, find your ideal client, lock down, make the business plan, all of the things that are more tangible. And it was in those moments that I was like, why can't I work with people who are trying to do a similar thing as me, where you can integrate these two things that feel part of you. And for me, that's 
that's the case. I, I don't feel whole without fully embracing both sides of me. So I think the real, the real turning point for me was as I was thinking about starting my own business and planning for it, thinking about who I want to work with and that who I want to work with is the person that I was at a previous point. Yeah, before you actually kind of got embarked on that journey of being like, this is what I need to integrate. And I love what you say about you don't feel whole unless you have these balanced parts of yourself. Like I said before, there's so much pressure in the personal growth and spiritual world to like be this, you know, woke person and forget about all the, you know, other things that you've been doing in your life and let go of things. Of course, if something's toxic for you, then that's a different case. But there's parts of things that light us up that aren't typically spiritual or typically in that area. So what was it that sort of made you realize that you needed to be like, right, okay, I'm going to go down this path now and I'm going to combine these two parts of myself? Yeah. So part of that actually came, so I had a a freak accident that happened to me back in 2019. I'm a avid morning workouter and I was living in New York. And as always, I was doing an early morning workout class before work. So I was jogging down in Tribeca, if you're you're familiar with New York, and randomly got sideswept by someone who was also running Ended up having a traumatic brain injury. I was kind of down for the count. I fractured my skull for almost eight to 12 weeks. And it was during that time that initially as I was in the ICU, I was looking up at the ceiling tiles and I was like, if if everything happens to go wrong, right? And I'm not here tomorrow for whatever reason. What are the things that I would so deeply regret about my life? And that kind of hit me really hard because there were so many things I had been doing all this like spiritual and and personal growth up to that point. And there was always these tidbits of information and and vision that was like, do things on your own, start your own business, help others start integrating these things with themselves. And I was always just so scared. Oh, I'll do this later. I will, you know, set my strong financial foundation with my full-time corporate job. And then I could do those things. And that was like, that whole narrative kind of unraveled itself after this accident. I had eight weeks to really, I, I couldn't look at technology. I couldn't do much other than like periods of sleep. And then if I wasn't sleeping, I was really kind of just trying to be in silence. And that whole period kind of just opened my eyes to like, no more waiting. The time is now to do these things. I will never forgive myself if I don't actually just take that jump. Definitely. That's where where fear stops us so much. And then like you said, you have this thing that happens to you, this shock thing that happens to you. And it, and it forces you to be like, oh, fuck, I actually need to like put myself out there. You know, we all have those moments, whether it's like something as, you know, dramatic as like an accident or something seemingly small as like you're just getting nudged and nudged and nudged and like the inner voice is just getting louder and louder and louder and you can no longer kind of ignore it. I think we all come to these to these points of like removing fear and and kind of just saying, what the heck? Like, why am I waiting? Exactly. And I love that because like you said, it doesn't have to be something that this huge event, like something that happened to you. If you've got that nagging voice that's in your, in your soul going to you, you need to do this. You need to do this. And it, and it comes up in different areas. Now I was, I was chatting to someone the other day who, who's a, who was a teacher previously. 
Um, but it wasn't like her goal, but she had this nagging voice that she loved to help people, loved to do this and stuff. And she constantly was like going in different directions, swaying away from that. And then as soon as she was like, you know what, I'm just going to listen to it. It's beautiful what happens. I think that's such a good point. And I think once you start releasing those reins and allowing things to come up, it's amazing the things that start coming up and doors that keep opening once you're like actually open-minded and allowing that stuff to come. That's where it is important that when you, when you get to that place, you are integrating all the areas of your life that have value to you. Because I think if you go at it half-assed, you know, with, okay, I'm going to try and put myself out there a little bit, but I'm going to hold back because just in case people think I'm a lunatic or people think I'm woo-woo or whatever, then it doesn't communicate in the same way. I resonate so much with that. I think that was probably one of my biggest challenges. I had this front that I had put up for so long, especially given my background. I started my career on Wall Street. I got my MBA. All of these things that on the outside, someone could look at and be like, oh, this person is, you know, very logical, very focused on data and all of these things. Like there's no way this person could potentially be open to spirituality and tapping into their intuition and all these things. And the challenging part for me was just like letting go of that. And I still think I need to continuously let go of that inner voice that not the same inner voice that's like pushing you to do something, but like the ego voice that's like, you can't do that. Who are you to think that you can show up and live your dreams out or or whatever. So that is a huge challenge. And I think no matter where you are in your journey, I think there's always points that those things, that voice can still come up. It's just a matter of how much energy you give to it. Sometimes when you go on this kind of journey, you think, okay, and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, that voice is going to go and I'm going to magically, you know, never fear ever again, but that's just not the case. Um, It comes up in different ways because you keep having to like up your level. You keep having to jump new scary things that come up. You know what I mean? First, it's putting yourself on Instagram, then it's working with your first client, then it's, you know, there's so many different layers and different levels that you keep having to jump through. But it's just like you said, it's just not giving as much energy to that voice as you give to the the intuitive voice that is actually, you know, the true guidance that you need to move through your life with with a, with a greater ease. For me, it's being able to differentiate like what voice is which. I think that's a question that a lot of people have, especially as they're first starting out of like, you know, you hear, I want to connect with my intuition, but I don't know how. And it's like, I don't know where to start. And I think being able to start identifying what is actually my inner voice and then what is ego. Also, what is the narratives that I've picked up along the way? Being able to disentangle that is really hard. I think it it took me so long and it's still, I think it's still, it still happens. It's still, you know, ever evolving, but I think that's a starting point that I always like sharing because for so many people, it just seems such a daunting task. But I think if you just start, if you just start to like ask yourself when these, when these things come up and that was something that I started doing was I would have an emotion or I'd have a thought and it would come up and I'd be like, okay, I'll write it down. Now, where is this, where do I think this is coming from? And I would just like repeat that exercise over and over again. And then I started piecing together. My inner voice was like always 
one, it always had a different vocabulary. And two, it had a different tone. It was always about helping me navigate and providing that vision. While like the ego voice was like always fear-based. Always, you can't. Yeah, totally. When you actually get to the point where you begin to learn that, like you said, the different tones of these voices. I'm, I remember, you know, earlier on in my journey and still today where I'm, when I, where these voices come up, I, I look at it and I think, I listen to it and I think, how destructive it is to to live by that voice and how toxic it is and sort of tied up with you know actually not feeling good enough mm-hmm. yeah that is so true you know based on your experience what have you said is like some of the things that have really enabled you to separate those two voices yeah so I think for me it's I've always I think I started my journey with leaning into a yoga practice. That's how I kind of first started, you know, establishing a body, a mind body connection and really kind of going inward. And then from there it project, uh, it progressed into meditation and then Reiki and then intuitive through automatic writing and tarot and all of these things. But for me, being able to differentiate those voices has come, I think over time, I, swear by my morning routine, which is I wake up every morning. I'm an early riser. I wake up at five. Oh, same. And I just, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love to hear that. It's like my favorite part of the day. And for people that are not morning people, they're like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Oh, I get it all the time. (laughs) I know. But um, yeah, so I'll wake up early. I make myself breakfast. I'm in complete silence and just kind of enjoying that moment and like really just starting to turn on the mindfulness of how am I feeling this morning? What's coming up for me? And like, as I've kind of grown to do that, I then will like pull out my journaling And I'll just write down anything that comes to mind, whether it was a dream that came through or a feeling that is maybe anxiety or something that I'm not sure why is coming up that early in the morning. And I'll kind of just do that. And then I'll integrate a a meditation routine after that to just start my day off right, start my day grounded, balanced. And that process and that routine that spans anywhere from as low as 30 minutes through sometimes an hour and a half, if I'm really, you know, connected in and have the time, that routine, I think is really the foundation that has allowed me to start differentiating the voices of, you know, ego, intuition, all of those things. That's so central because as soon as you start starting your day with that mindset of, okay, I'm going to calm my mind right now, you know, we're going to start in a calming presence. And like you said, in a place of being grounded, it really enables you to go back to that place throughout the day. So, uh, you know, you might end up in a really difficult situation in that day. But if you remind yourself of, okay, how was I feeling this morning when I started my day? If you can bring yourself back to that point and it really helps guide you through the more difficult stuff that that comes up. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think for me, I've noticed that when I was first starting this routine, I noticed how different I felt for days that I had it versus days that I didn't. And that for me, like just noticing that and bringing awareness to that point was the thing that kept me keep doing it over time. And I think that's something that I really always try to focus in on. I think for people that are, you know, the older version of me, which was type A, like very routine driven, 
and, you know, always moving, always going. I think having that awareness of being able to tell the difference of, you know, how you feel and just taking the time to ask yourself a simple question of like, how do I feel today is something that we so often I see people just like not even doing because they're always running from point A to point B. And that morning routine is for me, the main foundation for me to like be able to move forward and and continue throughout. Definitely. And I think that kind of goes back with with what you want to accomplish in terms of merging that logic and instinct, because obviously we've got you've got this part of yourself, like you said, the, the type A that, you know, that values the routine, but is also very, you know, driven by doing things and by that. But then, you know, by incorporating the the mindful practice into your routine, you're also incorporating that part of you there that's been intuition based and and mindful based. So it's like you said, merging these two parts of yourself, but still enabling it to suit your type of lifestyle and the type of person that you are. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like I think I just want to go back to the kind of you know merging instinct and, and logic and stuff. So if if you're if you're someone's listening right now and they're thinking, okay, this is so me, like caught up in my uh, world of corporate environment, whatever it, it may be for themselves, uh, whatever career that may be. And but they're also, you know, they're feeling that nudge in terms of, you know, the spirituality and the personal growth and stuff, but they can't find a way to find a balance within their life. You know, what what tips would you give them to like get started on that journey? Yeah, I think I always try to just start with find a practice of any sort, whether it's yoga, like it was for me, whether it's running, I also am a huge runner, whether it's, you know, just walking or taking your lunch break to just eat in silence and be bring mindfulness to like how you're feeling. I think there's so many things out there. The wellness industry is booming, obviously, but there's also like so much information that could be really hard to be like, okay, what's going to work for me. So I always recommend trying out things that you naturally are already drawn to. So whether that's physical movement or, Maybe you already meditate a little bit. Keep trying to do those things. And then as you start bringing those practices into your routine, try to start bringing awareness into them. So like you might be someone who you go to the gym five days a week. You already have that routine. You've locked that down. And like, same, I used to be an athlete in college. That was, that's been core to me, but there's a difference between showing up and working out five days a week, just going on autopilot to complete and check the box, as opposed to really building that connection of awareness of like, when you're working out, how are you feeling? Do you lock yourself into doing a routine, even if your body's calling at you to not do it? I'm just a huge supporter of bringing awareness to everything asking questions through every single part of your day it might seem ridiculous as in like you go reach for the pantry and you reach for like a snack it's like okay why do I want this what do I think it's going to create for me or or lead me to feel and it's just bringing that awareness when if you're someone who was like me who was always moving always going that awareness kind of went up in flames it was never really fully there So it's really about bringing your awareness to whatever you're doing. And as you start doing that, that's when the space 
is able to, you know, that nudge, that inner voice is that that's telling you, oh, start exploring this will come louder and louder and louder. And it really does. <laughs> yeah. And so you just like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to listen to you now. Like, <laughs> I give in. <laughs> I think that's so great because I think people feel like, like you say, like this nagging to kind of slow down a bit and get that. But they're like, I can't listen to that because then my life's going to fall apart. Like you said, um, you know, everything's gonna not going to work anymore if I slow down, if I meditate, you know, I don't need to do these things. We've got all these like impressions and, you know, voices in our mind. When you actually take the time for those things, the other part of you grows and it grows and it grows, you know, and it, it creates, like you said, this solid foundation that enables all parts of you to thrive because you can always fall back on this part of you. That's like at peace. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And I think as you start bringing that awareness, you start being able to understand, does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel bad? Do I do this out of routine? And there's, I think being able to even ask those types of questions are just like the first step of being able to change that thing. Because for me, it, there was when I started bringing awareness and really getting into a mindfulness practice, I realized how many things throughout my day I was just doing on autopilot because I thought I had to. And it ended up that there was like a lot of things that like just didn't actually feel good anymore. There was food that I was eating and exercise ways of being and and all these types of things that once I asked that question, I was like, Ooh, like this doesn't really feel good for me anymore. So I'm going to, you know, take that out of my routine and and move on. You only really realize that when you slow down and go within and you realize things that are actually, you know, not aligned with what you're doing, but also just, just not actually good for you that they might be good for someone else, but not for you. You know, for me, it was one of the biggest things I used to do was, was hit training. (laughs) I used to jump around my living room, um, you know, five times a week and I completely injured my knees from it, still have problems. And, and it was, it was basically from just doing it because I thought I had to do it because everyone else was doing it. And like you said, it's that point when we, when we go within and we slow down that we can actually be like, this is not good for me. And like, it doesn't have to be some dramatic thing, but when you make that lifestyle change, things start becoming better for you. I think that's such a good point. And I think it's also, it brings it back to everything is just like a, I, I always like to say like, everything's a sum of all the parts. These things can look so large, right? Like these, these major changes that you want to make, whether it's in your self-transformation journey or spiritual journey or whatever it is, sometimes they could feel like so big and it's really often hard. But once you start like being able to divide that out by like, it's the sum of all the things that you do on a seemingly like meaningless daily basis. And I think I always love sharing that with a lot of people because then those things become more palatable. It's like, oh, I can do this for five minutes a day. Like, that's easy. And then it's like, okay, well, I'll do this five minutes a day. And then I'll do this 10 minutes a day. And then you just kind of compound. And then from there, that's what brings you to the large thing that you otherwise would think is is too far out or, or too hard. Exactly. It's all about those baby steps, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, not, not dumping from one, you know, your life at the moment to thinking, oh, I'm going to be how someone is 10 years down their journey. And that's where comparison is so important. There's, you just, you should not never compare yourself to anyone else on the journey because it's just not going to get you anywhere. It's taking the steps at your own pace and listening to that part of you. That's like, this is good for me. This is not good for me. 
Yeah, that comparison point, I think, is so important, especially in the in the world of social media, which can only, I think, (laughs) it it just exaggerates that that point. And I think it could sometimes block people from, you know, keep doing the work that they know and that they feel is, is true to them because they're looking out at like someone in some other place that you're only seeing their highlight reel. You're not seeing like what actually truly happens behind the curtain of their life. That's why I create what I create because I can't, you know, I've never been good with social media and I, I want to put something out there that's like just just myself in, you know, when I have my shit days and I have my good days. And I think that's so important and with the work you're doing as well, which is which is incredible, you know, and I think it's important that people find this balance in their life and show up as themselves. Yeah. Totally, 100% agree. Great. So where, where can people find you, Nicole? Yeah. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at wholesoul.co or you can check me out on my website, nicoleimbriaco.com. Would love to have you either reach out or just follow me there. Uh, I love kind of just sharing and, and talking about this concept of merging logic and instinct, as well as everything wholeness and and a little bit of my spiritual journey, but also kind of tools and and tips to help you bring that back if you're if you're someone that used to be similar to how I was great great and that there will be in the show notes so you can um, check check her out down there as well so just to wrap up I leave my guests with one final question and I want you to share a message from your soul okay so anything that comes up to you right now so take your time if you need to of something that someone might need to hear Mm, such a good question I think what immediately came up was be gentle with yourself through every single cycle that you're in. I think for me, that's something that in when you look back at your life at a period or a time frame, you can be harsh with, you know, you didn't grow fast enough. You didn't make the decision that you would have now, but it's really, you went through that part of your journey for a reason and, and now you're here and now you can look back and have that wisdom so I would say just be gentle with where you are, how you are right now. And every single one of us is growing. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that's 100% the case. So just be gentle with your journey. And coming back to that comparison point, don't compare to those around you because you don't know what's actually going on. I love that. That's a beautiful message. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing having you on. Um, and I've, I've loved connecting with you. <laughs> yes, me too. Great. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you.